0: Hi everybody. Um, we're from the Northern Territory. Um, my name's Di Sullivan and I'm the Online Education Development Officer in the Northern Territory for the Department of Education. And with me today I've got um, Ree Jordan who works with the leadership programs throughout um, the Territory. And Robin Hauser, who works with people in learning and her role is online communities. And then we've also got Jane and John who are from... Uhm, NTOC, Northern Territory Open Education Centre. Um, we've come a long way. We've been working with Janison since t- 2001. I've been in this role nearly two years. Um, the, I'll just go into the first slide, sorry. We'll just talk a little bit about the history where we've come from. Then, um Ree and Robin will discuss, um how they're using it in the corporate area of the department. And then Jane and John will talk about how they're delivering um, courses to the distance ed and remote um, students in the Territory, throughout the Territory. Uh, as I said, we began in 2001 and trying to work out what learning management system um, the Territory would use, the reasons for Janisons being an Australian product, for one. Um, also, uh, this was before my time, how they developed all of um, the reasonings behind um using Janisons. Initially um, they used it with the uh, distance ed schools as a pilot um, to see uh, if this was going to be a a learning management system that we could use throughout the Territory. Uh, At the moment we have four campuses, two that the department look after and Jane and John have their own dedicated server and we also have one out, out out in the Arnhem Land region but sadly, that's not um, being used at the moment, and we're, we're in a new restructure. So I'll talk about where we're heading at the end of this um, presentation. We've been working with Janisons for a long time, and they've, they've been fantastic support on the phone. I want to meet Carl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't, when I ring, I say, oh, Carl, this is a quick one. He goes, oh, yeah, right, Di. And they're always there at the in, other end, and like... Um, We just heard before that they'll always try new things to make us improve the product. And we get feedback from teachers and and corporate users of, oh, wouldn't it be great if Janisons could do this? And I think that's um, credit to Janisons. They take that on board and, as you see, we're getting all those tools and and we're sort of grappling with the fact that we've got to compete with um, our university who use Blackboard. And we're we're going through quite a few agreements there of how can we um, in partnership with our our university show them what Janison's can do so they can incorporate it into our pre service teachers training. Um, so yeah, from from our campuses, um, they went through the pilot of using it training. What what they had to do is DEEP provided the licence fee and the and the support and the school, NTOC and Arnhem had to buy their own dedicated servers and self-manage their own server. Um, We found that Arnhem struggled with that, but NTOC have still gone strong in, in delivering courses for distance ed students. How we're using Janison's, variety of ways. Now, I wish we could just be a university and, and we have that one one structure, but we're, we are catering for a whole range of different institutions, universities, schools, corporate sector, all at the one time, and it's been a big challenge. And where we're heading um, with the LDAP aware, um, we'll, I'll talk about that structure at the end. Of Hopefully, it'll help our problems a little bit. Uh, we're using them for school courses, which Jane will demonstrate or show, um, some of the media objects that they're using in their, in their courses. Um, and John's got a presentation about what, where NTOC as a distance ed school are heading with e-learning. Uh, the pilot, we use it for pilots within DEEP. So for example, our, um, Explore NT is our, our resource repository and we had a few schools um, experiment and, and, and find out how to use Explore, and we used Janisons as a platform or a, a course to um, provide feedback with those schools of how they find it, is it easy, putting up resources, sharing content, lots of different um, facets of how they were using it. And we find that's really good in the Territory since we're so remote. Remote teachers can have input into a pilot that DEEP, Deep provide, and um, yeah, there's no limitations that they have to be there face to face to provide their feedback. Public online courses, collaboration between schools and corporate, CDU, as we said, we'll show you a few of the courses that um, CDU have have used um, with the um, pre-service teachers, and between clusters. We also use it for online prof- professional learning communities and online projects. What I might do is get um, Robin to talk about how in the deep corporate sector that they're using online communities and also online projects throughout schools and then Re will just talk about how they've used an environment for our leadership programs. I'll give them to, over to you.
1: Ooh,
0: a bit of a job. Must be nervous.
1: Um, as Di said that I'm part of People and Learning which has a team in there for workforce development for all of NTDEET staff. We have 70% of our schools are classified remote or very remote so therefore a lot of our teachers that we want to um, involve in professional learning aren't accessible and the distance is an issue. So we um, have developed a whole lot of... Um, professional learning communities between these people. The main ones that we've got so far are to support um, participants that might come along to a professional learning session. So we will give them um, online sessions before they come to the the face-to-face session and then they build a community after that to support each other over time from the professional learning that they've had. We also have community, uh, professional learning communities for um, pre-service teachers who come from universities throughout Australia to do their um, prac teaching out in our remote communities. This gives um, them the place where they can communicate with each other while they're on prac. They can also communicate with their lecturers from the universities that they've come from, and Sydney University use that quite a bit when they come to their prac sessions in the Territory. Um, other communities that we have are our very remote schools of one and two teachers have um, a space where they actually communicate with each other. So it becomes like their staff room. We have... Um, another one is where we have a community of students where they were travelling to and from Japan each year. It was an exchange program so that the students from Japan would come to our school and territory and vice versa. but there was not a real lot of contact between those yearly visits. So they'd set up an online learning community where they can actually communicate between Japan and Australia in between the visits. The online projects that um, we developed are for students. These range from... Um, preschool online projects for preschoolers right through to senior secondary, and it's to for the um, very early childhood students at, in our remote um, schools. It gives them access to communicate with other students within the territory and find out what their communities are like. So, those projects have um, worked really well using Jamison Environment because they have that. Um, the ability there to be able to communicate with each other. Um, then Rhee has an example of a professional learning community that we have used for our leadership program.
2: I'm a um, senior consultant for leadership development and part of the um, building online learning into our courses is to look at learning as something uh, that's blended learning. It's about not just coming together face-to-face, it's about having a continual experience. We have two um, major parts in that. One is uh, we use it for what we have uh, each year as a leaders' forum. It's a two-day face-to-face conference-style approach to engaging with leaders within the department. And we classify leaders as being both hierarchical, position-based leaders, as well as those people in get involved in leadership development programs, or people that are significantly um, engaged in change management across the agency. They come together for those two days, and we're trying to get them to engage prior to the conference, so that they have um, built an understanding of what the learning is going to be. They've shared experiences and they're actually drawing out their tacit knowledge and uh, sharing it with each other to uh, enhance the learning. We're saying that learning is not necessarily about bringing in outside experts all the time from interstate, but what do we actually do and what knowledge do we share? One of the other programs that I manage is Emerging Leaders Programme and it's about behavioural change, challenging individual learners to really look inside themselves about what drives them, what are their visions and passions, and how do they influence others, how do they interact together um, to achieve change in Northern Territory Deep. Uh, We have had um, varying success with using the online components within that. Initially... The programs had already started and there were no um, online learning at all. It was a 14-day program. Um, People came together for three-day face-to-face sessions at any time. They'd go back to their workplaces and that would be it in terms of their interactions together. The um, application of learning was left up to the individual. They didn't have a very strong learning community in their workplaces, so they got consumed by busy work. We tried to resolve that by adding in online learning to give them a, a connectedness to each other. Um, because it wasn't part of the requirement originally for the program, um, they thought it was just an additional um, task process that had to be achieved and didn't necessarily engage well with it. I mean, minority group would have uh, enjoyed it, got a lot out of it, but they were the people that um, were remote, um, probably you know, 17 to 20 hours drive from the, their nearest um, participant or in the program. Once we embedded the, uh, the online learning as a compulsory part of the program, we got um, 95% engagement with the learning, but still people were um, coming in only because they felt they had to, not because they wanted to, not because they saw it as a valuable resource. We now have... Um, online activities that they have to complete between each of the face-to-face sessions, but the activities are about challenging the way they're thinking, they're thinking um, looking at what's going on for them as a learning group. It's not about them necessarily as individuals, but what can they share about their experiences? They might have a task to look at how, um, how they're working with their sponsor in their own learning environment, you know, their school or their workplace, how that's working, what are the difficulties they're finding, and sharing that with the group. Then we're trying to encourage the discussion to happen. uh, The success is not as good as we'd like, and um, if anyone has any great ideas or has some working models, I'd love to hear about them, because we're in the process of redesigning our um, online environment so that it's more appealing, it's got more of the things that the students or participants want in the program. So um, that's about it at the moment.
0: We'll just get John to do his presentation on how NTOC are using Um
3: NTRSC is a rather complex little organisation. It um, basically teaches students right across the Northern Territory and this is a map of the internet and really this is what we're dealing with. Um, it's not really about one centre pumping out stuff, it's about students getting stuff from a global perspective. Unfortunately it doesn't really show the little blank spots in Northern Territory where a lot of people haven't got power. And I'd say there's about a thousand students that in the Northern Territory that can't get any access to um, education at the moment. But what we're dealing with is is a baby. It's um, a risk-taking area and teachers, we're trying to promote that risk-taking. You've got to step out of the tradition. Our focus, what we're trying to develop is a focus where, where students are connecting with each other The learning isn't instructional, it's not called e-teaching. We're not there to teach students, we're to actually promote learning and we're looking for ways of developing learning in a collaborative environment. So our focus for that to occur is through the cognitive, it's not through the technology, Uh, we're not about the skills... But however, the skills are important to, to actually use the equipment that we're actually, the students need to use. However, as grandchildren are showing that we may not even need to need to teach them that. So, and my children obviously are showing me that. They learnt to read on palm, or oh not on palm, on, um, Game Boys. <laughs> In general, I'd say most of the teachers that, Teacher NTOC would be in the second phase of using computers in learning and that would be to incorporate it. However, to get real learning in an environment, in e environment, you need to step out of that. You need to move towards kids creating things and actually communicating with each other. Learning is from discussion, not from being told what to do. This is really difficult for, for um, a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers are used to instructing, not creating learning. This is a messy map. Basically, these are the tools that people can possibly use in e-learning. There's a whole heap of them. Um, you might identify some. And what we're really hoping is that Janisons as it develops, will be able to a- accommodate... Changes of technology, like for example, robotics, robots being able to communicate to each other, perhaps through and um, the new teleconferencing tools um, uh, look good. But in general, a lot of teachers will come to this e-environment and say, "Hey, where do I go?" And, um, and that's going to keep diversifying, and things will drop out and things will drop in. It's, um, it's a changing world. So. I'd like to emphasise the, the idea that we're about learning for doing's sake. Um, and perhaps Genesis will be an environment where students take on, or teachers actually design courses where there's just a, a choice. And if students come in, they can actually choose which elements of it they want to do. And um, if you look at multiple intelligences, perhaps students are looking at their way of using an electronic device, their most comfort zone. Perhaps they use mobiles, phones more effectively than other things. So we're actually offering an environment where students can feel the technology they're using is the most comfortable and they can get the best out of that. Most of the um, courses at the moment are written by text. And if we, from a lot of research, we only learn 10% of what we read, and um, 95% of what, what we teach. So the real challenge is to get students to teach each other, and hopefully that will increase their learning capacity. This area is where I think I feel feel that it's most critical. If we continue learning in a traditional sense, we're we're stuck in the lower levels of the Bloom's taxonomy, which is the knowledge and comprehension. For the betterment of the student and perhaps our society, we need students that can move into the synthesis and evaluation area, the most creative areas of learning. And um, on the left side, we've got... um, The two main areas that we have to concentrate on, which is um, SUBSABSA and VET, which is Stage 1, Stage 2, 11 and 12, and the other area is um, for the middle school area and from K to Year 10, which is essential learnings. And one of the key areas of it is constructive learner. The constructive learner is... I'm sorry, the collaborative learner. The collaborative learner is where students are communicating with each other. And this is where I'm hoping Janice keeps moving students being able to communicate with each other, development of wikis so they can develop um, websites in a collaborative sense um, and teleconference each other and such. Um, Just some little quotes from the internet concerning um, e-learning and um, about some of the failures which we've spoken, heard about before. Um, If we continue doing the same thing, it'll fail. This is our framework that um, we hope to develop at NTOC. The green is basically using Genesis as a content management system. Basically, it's setting up a design structure where um, teachers can put information about their course. The second step is the learning area. And this learning area accommodates multiple intelligence, things like lateral thinking to Bono's hat, constructivist-based learning. And these areas teachers need help in. And the development of any wizards within Janison's to, to develop um, courses based around multiple intelligence or constructivist learning would be a great help. Um, teachers are not finding that an easy step through to get to that, to that level. And that's about it. I'd like to invite Jane up to.
4: Um, I just I just spent some few minutes just to show you what um, a few courses we've got at NTOC, and I'll briefly just show you where we started, and where we are at now, and hopefully we'll be getting to where John is hoping us to go in the future. And in the beginning when they first acquired Jennison's, this was just a bit before my time, the idea was straight away to put what they had as print-based courses online. And I'll just show you what it was in the beginning. They were really visually appealing, but we ended up finding that students never actually took up the online learning bit of it. they always still stuck to their print courses because it was the same thing on print. And having a lot of our students in remote areas, they had connection issues and a lot of other problems. And it was still not very user-friendly for them. So I'll just show you some of the initial courses we had. Oh, well, unfortunately, it looks like it's not going to work for us today. Okay, well, this I was just going to show you what would have appeared here would have been the PDF files they used to have from the print materials. They would just um, upload those onto the Jenison's website for the kids to use. But now we've tried to move away from that and have a few, a bit of interactivity within our courses for students. And we found that since we began going this way, we've got a few students who are actually engaging with the courses online as opposed to before where it was all in print and all they had was to read through. And I'll just show you an example of... We had this as a print course as well. It was in print in the past, and we've only just recently got the teachers to change, write the course again for online, and we've had the multimedia officer involved in part of this course creation, where the students are able to actually view some of the things that happened before. For example, they had just to rely on the arrow thing That movement there was dorsiflexion, and this movement here was plantiflexion, whereas now they can actually see. So those of the students who are visual learners, it's very clear to them what's happening there. And we've found since we've done this kind of things, we're getting more students to use the courses now, and we're getting other teachers also to see what else is possible in Genesis, what interactivity means and what they can do. And so we're getting a few more teachers and a few more courses moving away from just putting the print stuff onto the online environment, and then we've also got – I'll just show you quickly, this is a stretching video we've got. A lot of our students, a great majority of our students are indigenous students. And we've got um, ESL issues where their English is not their first language. So we find it's been easy for us to actually they can they can understand English, but they can't write or read English. So what we've done is actually made videos for them. It doesn't seem to work. Yeah, there comes, that's, it. that's it. So we've, what we've done is actually had some um, local sports people involved in, this is a physical education course where we've actually gotten someone to video them doing the various activities. This is a stretching activity for part of the physical education course. And the students, mainly the indigenous students can relate to these people. And so we engage them that way by having them look at um, what videos of people they can relate to as well, while they listen to what the video is all about, because most of them can't read. And we found this to be very effective for us. And I'll just get you to just briefly watch this. And...
3: Five seconds.
0: Upper calf. Gastrocnemius. Back leg stays straight.
2: Heels on the ground. Hips push forward.
4: So we've found since we started using this kind of stuff we're getting more and more students actually enrolling in our courses and the dropout rate for most of these courses has reduced. Apparently this course was run about two years ago and they have eighteen car. students initially. Soleus. and at the end of the at the by the end of the semester Price they had expense. two students left within the course.
3: So since we started doing ground, this kind of
4: stuff, we've actually got more students engaged. Stretch, and I was just thinking, by just forward, showing a few of the things that we're doing, we might maybe be able to get other people in the school sector, especially to show us or give us ideas during the break of what they're doing at their schools, especially for the distance education. Well, thank you very much for that.
0: Okay, just to finish off, as you can see, we've got a lot of challenges with using Janisons for different areas. Uh, distance ed, Indigenous students, remote schools, urban schools. Um, and we'd just like to talk to you about... Sorry. Just on the last slide, I'd just like to talk about the last couple of weeks we've been working with Michael and Janisons in getting our system LDAP aware. Um our new structure is going to be called eSpace, space and we have single uh, toolboxes within E-Space, uh, about 20 I think we're looking at. Um, we've e- each individual cluster in the territory will have an individual toolbox, so therefore all the schools, all the remote schools in a particular cluster can communicate together in one Janison toolbox. eSpace space will be the general um, toolbox where... Anything that we do cross-clusters or cross-schools or online projects between schools will go into eSpace. And then underneath that next layer are individual toolboxes where they can self-manage their own toolboxes. Through LDAP, all um, users in the Territory have what we call a Lattice account. And so all the users throughout the Territory have a server in their schools, and they all have a lattice.net.au email account. So all those names, all those users get gets pulled down into our eSpace. No longer have to type everyone in for um, users, which is great. And in all the clusters, all the schools in that, that particular toolbox cluster also gets pulled down. So every day, LDEP does a pull down. So if a new student starts tomorrow, The next day, they'll have a toolbox account, um, which is great for teachers who are designing courses. They know that their students are actually going to be in the toolbox. Um, Also, to access um, their toolboxes, they'll go through what we call um, the NT Schools Portal. Um, When they go to the portal, there'll be a tab called eSpace. When they click on that tab, there'll be... their their server or a cluster server or all the individual servers listed, and when they click on that, they'll go straight into their courses that they're assigned to. They don't need to log on again. And that's been a a bit of a bone of contention having our two campuses, eLearning and eLearn2, people forget which one they were in. Um, So now it actually tells them for them. When they log in, they'll know... Yes, I'm Di Sullivan at this particular school. I have access to these courses. So we're we're going a long way. We're hoping to... um, Well, we don't know how this is going to work. We hope it will work. We, in this new structure, gives everybody access to some part of an online environment. Whether you're a primary school and you only want to use a forum or a chat, that's going to be available for you. And I know I went to the Learning Place in July and was very impressed with their communication tools that they use um, through Janisons and, and they also use Blackboard for their course developing, uh, their online courses. So talking to Jane and the team at the Learning Place, um, looking at those simple tools because primary school teachers don't have time to sit down and develop a fully online course and that's not what they're after. They're after quick communication tools to speak to an expert on the end of the chat line. And someone mentioned how do you get people onto a chat line. That's a very good one. You get an expert on the other end and you'll see that you'll get lots of students engaging um, in, in chat. And we've done one called Territory Tales. So we had eight authors online at different times. And again, students got in there to ask questions about their, their books or um, through, educa- uh, through Literacy and Numeracy Week. So that was another way that primary schools are using CHATS to to get them involved. So um, I'd like to talk to people at the break about what you're doing. I know a lot of people here are from TAFEs and universities, and which is a a good thing as well because we're trying to do the partnership with CDU as well. And um, they use Blackboard and now they're having to use a part of their course that they deliver has to be in Janison so that when those teachers are out coming out to schools in the Territory, they know what platform we're using to deliver online learning. So thank you very much.
3: Um, it is about morning tea time, but if there is a question or two, quickly from the floor, we can take that now.
4: I realise you may not have the same issue that I do. Um, I'm delivering to high school students in um, rural communities in central Queensland and I struggle because um, if the school needs a session, they take them out of my session. If they need to go and write their um, senior speech, they take them out of my session. If they need a session to pull you know, all of the year 10s in, they take them out of my session. So then you also take those kids out on school holidays work experience, public holidays, and now they're saying, how come our students aren't finishing? Mm. Do you... have you... I mean, I know that your um, distance necessitates that they do do their online, mm. but how do you manage that? With... with
0: um, I suppose that's the flexibility with Janisons, that um, we're not delivering a whole course online. Um, I don't even think NTUC have got a whole course online. They just put certain aspects of a course online and therefore the, the demand of having it just fully online is not there and therefore it's not valued. Like You're saying that because um, it's an online course, oh, let's just take them out of that one. You know, they need the face-to-face. I think if, if there's a purpose of what the online tools are there for, um, you, you won't see the dropout rate, and that's uh, what we heard this morning about, you know, getting them engaged in the forums and the chats. The forums have been our huge success um, where especially remote teachers can get in there at their own time because they can't during the day and they can get in there and, and talk about um, aspects of, of the course with the, with the students at any time. I think, yeah, it's, it's upping that ante of it is important learning not, and not looking at taking just the written information and putting it online. I think that's where our, our new area of um, education is making it dynamic and interactive for students. Everyone must want a coffee.
3: Well, they're just still um, setting up morning tea out there. Um, But we did get the requisite number of mentions of the word Janison in there. So on behalf... (laughs) I know. I I saw these gifts of red wine. I thought, ooh, this will be a bit touchy after last night. But thank you very much for making the trip down here and sharing those experiences. Um, I think... Ooh, watch the step there, you're right. Yeah, that was yours last night. And if we could just give them all a nice round of applause, thank you very much.